0: Following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash.
1: Gordon's alive. Welcome to Flash, Gordon Minute,
0: presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. Brad and introducing your intrepid explorer of planet Mongo, Eric.
2: It is minute 45 of Flash Gordon. Minute Eric, how are you this fine evening?
3: Oh, Brad, I, I'm just trying to dodge all the stuff falling down from the ceiling right now because this minute is dripping with innuendo.
2: It really is. It's uh good lord. I uh, you, you got to give Flash a lot of credit. He's able to keep not too terribly distracted because uh, I don't think, well, I don't think I'd be thinking at this time. So uh, he's a better man than me. Oh, me too. We have an excellent guest joining us this week and one that I know you're very excited about. So uh, why don't you introduce our new friend?
3: Yes. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Comic Book Central, and the host, Joe Stuber, joins us this week. Welcome, Joe.
0: Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Um, you're very kind. And look, I'm always up for some Flash Gordon talk. I, I always... You guys must do this all the time, but every time I say flash, it's like I have to go. Ah, I mean, you must be doing it like every four seconds. But I, I get to do it a <laughs> couple times on my show. But it's almost like I feel like the Queen music needs to be playing behind me.
3: Well, and and for our listeners, Joe, um, when he does talk about Flash, whenever he mentions that he indeed does play that,
0: <laughs> drop yeah. Song. <laughs> I feel like you have to do it right there. I know. I'll get over that. Trust me. It's good. it's a quick learning curve here on the on the podcast.
2: The soundtrack to this movie is it, been in my head for. Gosh, how long have we been recording this? We started recording in December, so
3: at this point we've been recording for about four months.
2: Oh, sweet fancy Moses. I've had just, not just the uh, flash, (laughs) uh, I've just had the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, just all day. It's like tinnitus.
0: Full disclosure, I did listen to it all day. Like, I did listen to it. Listen to it work today, so and I posted it just in case people wanted to know about it. But yeah, yeah, it's just and it's all the sound effects and it's all the you know and the yeah the the beat and the the synth and so yeah that is fresh in my brain today.
3: <laughs> you had to be, you had to get hyped.
0: I did. I just, you know what? I do this all the time, though, even on the podcast. It's like, I'll, you know, like, I'll, if I've got the shirt, I'll wear the shirt during the interview. You know, if I'm interviewing somebody (laughs) from the Flash, I'll wear the Flash shirt. If I'm wearing Superman, I'll wear a Superman t shirt. I listen to music. I try, you know, it's just, I'm weird like that. But, you know, aren't we all in in nerd geekdom? Oh, you're
2: among friends here, Joe. All right. Yeah. It's a (laughs) safe place. It's a safe place. (laughs) Are you wearing the Flash shirt right now?
0: I did. You know, I was going to, (laughs) I was so (laughs) close. I was good. The, uh, I don't know whether it's gonna air, but the Pens are on, so it's like, you know, I'm a huge Pens fan, so like I came close. I,
2: you know, I should have. I, I apologize. When it airs, I will wear it. How's there that? you <laughs> go. <laughs> when, it, when it does air, I will wear it. I remember my uh, my first minute by minute experience. I guessed it on Ghostbusters minute with the Crane brothers, and I actually, man, I really did it up because I bought. They had they were selling their own shirts with uh, their which was basically the Ghostbuster head. Uh, that usually appears to be wearing earphones. Oh, okay. I bought that shirt. I was wearing it, plus I had... I was drinking va- uh, Crystal Skull vodka, which is a vodka brand uh, that Dan Aykroyd is representative yeah. for. That's signed by Dan Aykroyd. So I had like the Crystal Skull on my left hand. and wearing the shirt. I was like, I might be overdoing this. This is this is an audio podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: no, that well, you're speaking of Crystal. Well, the other podcast I, I contribute to. It's not my podcast, but what I contribute to is the IndieCast. It's the Indiana Jones podcast. And there's so there's a running joke on there. Every time they somebody mentions the Crystal Skull vodka, they go to the soundbite of. Of Dan Aykroyd saying the full name of it, um, I almost feel like that has to play now because <laughs> I've heard it does. So but we actually recorded a segment. We used to, we did a comic book segment. We still do a comic book segment on there. Um, but we actually recorded a segment where we just drank Crystal Skull vodka, <laughs> and that's that's become another running joke. So I'm I'm actually staring at my empty bottle of Crystal Skull vodka as you're saying that. So
2: is is it signed? Were you looking? It's at- no,
0: no, no, no. It's not signed. No, it would be very cool. We should we should get Dan Aykroyd on the show on the Indica. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I should do that. I should look into that. Maybe we can get him. Maybe we can get him on the show.
2: That'd be really cool. All
0: right. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I, uh,
2: well, okay, but I digress. That's not why. That's not why you invited me here. We're gonna talk all about all this, uh, especially tomorrow. Uh, but this is a rich minute. So, Eric, why don't we just dive uh, dive right in? What happens in minute forty-five?
3: Yeah. Well, we start out with Aura uh, using her talents on Flash. Um... It's, uh, you know, it, it's it's a fun minute for, you know, 12-year-old me to be watching, I can tell you that, wondering what it would be like to be Flash in that moment. You know, she she doesn't know what teaming up means, and she says, you know, what is that? And then Flash says, I'll show you sometime. Unfortunately, considering we, we like to keep our show PG-13, uh, I, I can't say anything that I can think of that involves teaming up and double entendres. I, I literally do I can't say anything about uh, this exchange.
0: By the way, you guys gave me the like the three skeeviest minutes
2: I think <laughs> of the entire film. Oh, oh no, they're skeevier minutes.
0: I will probably. I don't know. This one gets pretty. Th- these ones get pretty. Uh, pretty strange. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: it's funny in doing this minute by minute. You, I, I, you start to realize just how much of the movie is skeevy that I have ever realized. You know, yeah. there, there's you know uh, in a previous uh, week, someone had to deal with the Ming aura. Uh, relationship and how steep that is.
0: Well, and and the thing is, too, it's, I mean, it was shot in, what, 79, released in 80, so that was a whole different yeah, it was a whole different world back then.
2: Yeah, it it was, uh, and we've talked before, this movie could not be made now uh, like this. They would have to really do a lot of, uh, they'd have to do a lot of Uh, politically correcting this up and um, which they did not too long ago we've we've discussed before that um i think it was the sci-fi network did a flash gordon tv show ran for like 12 episodes and was terrible because they stripped away so much of the the show to try to make it more socially acceptable and they they ended up also stripping away everything fun about it as well it's it's a delicate dance to do and sci-fi isn't always the place to do that i know they've been able to produce some good stuff, uh, like Krypton you were talking about that just came out and uh, their Biosar Galactica reboot and Farscape, but they've also they've they've also put out some real Drek and uh that was more on the Drek side of it.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, the two thousand seven series, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I never even watched that
3: show. I saw the trailer <laughs> for it when it came out and it I was like, what, what is this? This looks horrible. I never even watched
0: the show i have it on dvd i have the entire set on dvd look i talked to eric johnson i talked to flash gordon so i I, that was my preps those are my my comic book preps you know Mm. um so yeah we did we kind of did a deep dive into it and our our flash he's in it he can't i talk well talk to sam jones about that he's in he does make a cameo appearance and tells a great story about shooting his scene on set on the 2007 flash gordon um I, yeah, it's just, it's straight because he, because Buster Crab, you know, kind of handed him the baton uh, at one point. And then he tried to do the same thing with Eric Johnson, but <laughs> he was in like so much makeup. If you've ever seen his cameo, well, you said you haven't seen the series, but he plays, he's in this prison and he just looks awful. He's got all this ton of makeup on. And I don't think Eric Johnson even knew who he was. And he, like, <laughs> he tells a story about, he's told this a couple times, but um, on the show, but, you know, about he tried to, you know, hey, I'm passing it on to you. And he was like, who's this creepy guy? And it's like, dude, that was the original Flash Gordon. <laughs> and he just didn't recognize him in the making. He goes, yeah, it didn't go as well as I'd hope, But um, yeah, strange time. But it's it's an interesting series. But as we'll talk about, similar elements in it, especially the pilot, um, that, that play into these, these three skeevy minutes.
2: <laughs> so much crazy stuff. Well, uh, uh, Eric, please continue. Please continue. Well, I mean, you know. She mentions her secret
3: pleasure moon, and I just, considering how many different men she's working at a time, and considering Clytus is always spying on her, and she knows Clytus is always spying on her, does she really think that that moon is a secret?
2: No, word's gotten out. Yeah. The, 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 locations to that moon are on a couple of bathroom stalls. It's...
0: <laughs> what is this, Cythera?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh everyone really wants to have a shot at that moon.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is about all that, I mean, we talk about it, and we'll we'll kind of get into this as we go through these minutes here, but nothing affects Flash. That that's what I love about all this. No matter how weird everything goes on around him, and, and it's it's gonna get even weirder here in these few minutes, but nothing affects Flash. Flash is he's the hero. And there's nothing that gets between him and his love for Dale, whom he's just met. (laughs) Apparently, they've (laughs) fallen deeply in love. Um, But that's the cool thing about this: is no matter what happens around them, it's you know it's going to be those two, as you get through the. And he's he's a man on a mission. Yeah, he
3: just he he is he's just nonplussed. He
0: just yeah yeah he's Flash Gordon. Yeah, he's Flash Gordon. He's the hero, man. He's not going to fall for anything. He, you know, he'll, he'll do what he needs to, to get the job done. But it's like, you know, he's in love with Dale. He's trying to get back to Dale. That's what he's going to do.
3: And speaking of Dale, who, yeah, she's <laughs> in this minute too. And if if this minute wasn't skeevy enough, whew, well, strap <laughs> yourself in for the rest of this minute. Because Dale is given a roofie to drink. Um, and uh, we are told that... Um, the, dink, the, the, dink, uh, the drink <laughs> will make <laughs> Dale's night with Ming more agreeable and that many men died to bring the drink to her from the galaxy of pleasure and it has no name.
2: I just love that there's a galaxy of pleasure.
3: Yes,
0: the galaxy of pleasure. There's moons, there's galaxies, yeah. there's a lot. Of, why is everybody so evil then? Why is it <laughs> so mad? It's, what's going on? Why are they fighting and why are there battleships? I don't get it if everybody's so happy
2: just the whole idea of a galaxy is like wow that is a there's a lot of responsibility on to put an enti- on an entire galaxy
0: well you know what the weird thing about this is and, and guess there's so much, there's so much weird about it but we talk about that um it's this drink that yeah you yeah you mentioned it's, it's she's basically getting roofied in it but okay first of all and people you know I don't know when this what date is this is gonna air but the strangest thing that's been dawning on me all day since this afternoon knowing we were gonna be recording this is as we record this, Bill Cosby has been convicted on all counts. I know. And I knew we were going to be doing this episode tonight. And it's like, okay, this is, and, and I'm certainly not equating one with the other. But one thing I find fascinating is that in any of these instances, anytime we've seen this happen, and, and you see it in, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s movies, all the time Things it the, the person doing it is a monster. The person doing it is Ming. He's He's evil. He's a monster. And now it's like, you know, that was in a movie, you know, you know, so many years ago—thirty-five years ago or thirty-seven years ago—and you look at now, it's like no, oh, there's there's people there's people that do that, and they're they are actual monsters, and they are you know getting convicted uh, you know of these things. And the other thing that I found was fascinating too is that this has happened in almost every. Iteration of Flash Gordon. It was the the original comic strip, you know, basically they they kind of zombified Dale it, It's always sort of the same story even in that the goofy 2007 pilot. They go to Mongo and he tries to You know get her to marry him. It's the same thing over and over again Even the the animated series. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see the animated series from Filmation um but it's the same thing. It takes her into the harem and he, you know, basically kind of like tries to zombie fire and everything. This story is played out in almost every every instance of Flash Gordon as you get through. And it just it is strange watching it in 2018 now. You kind of go back and I think you're right. They I don't think they could make this movie anymore. I think it would have to be but and we'll get and you're gonna get into it in future minutes, you know, as you go on. It's not gonna be in these three minutes, you know, that, that we're gonna be detailing. Um, but what I love about Melody Anderson in this eventually is, she—I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have any impact on her, and she fights back in a huge way.
2: Oh yeah, we're—it's we're, a shame you're not going to be around for that minute. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll ever so delic- uh, ever so briefly touch upon that later.
0: I'll be there in spirit. I'll be with you in spirit when she fights back. But, yeah.
2: All of a sudden, she starts kung fu fighting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and armed. I mean, you know, Pixie gets armed and she's, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, but yeah, I, I get ahead of myself here.
2: You're right. As we're discussing this minute, we have referred to some of the stuff that Ming has done to people as Kaz being his victims, because that's pretty much what he's doing. And uh, it's just incredibly ironic that we are recording this the day that they announced the Kaz is uh, guilty on all counts. And-
0: he's a monster. I mean, that's there's no way around that. I mean, yeah, he, you know, it's, these things are evil. And even in the movie, we talk about, like you, like you mentioned about things that Ming has done in the movie. There's a line earlier, you know, you guys are touched on, but you know, he, when they're fighting, he says, are your men on the right pills? <laughs> you know, it's like, does, does he just, does he have everybody doctored up at this point? Pl- like what is like better living through chemicals for Ming the Merciless <laughs> here? It's like, he's got everybody doped up. That's how he gets everybody to do everything for in, him. Apparently.
3: Including himself. Even yes. At one point they mentioned his, his, potion his power potion or something like that
0: yes uh, and you too you're coming out of the 70s into the early 80s so you know <laughs> if you know your history uh, yeah there's a lot of drugs going on back in that back in that time
2: oh yeah it's not even drugs were funny then the in entertainment stuff and yeah uh, it's something that you rarely see anymore and when you do see like well uh, we've mentioned the Ted movies Sam Jones a big part had really nice cameos in both of those but each time it's like hey you want to snort cocaine yeah so it's so weird and it's such a throwback because in those movies it's not presented as there, there's no comeuppance for him snorting coke it's right it's not you know sam jones you know tries to get the other characters to snort cocaine and everyone feels bad about it and sam ends up arrested at the end it's like no yeah He's, right. He he performs the wedding ceremonies at the end of the <laughs> movies, and oh, it's just Sam being Sam. It was like, this is weird. Yeah, and uh, it's a throwback to this that sort of humor. And,
0: well, and this is coming out right out of the time. Do you think about one of the the most popular shows on at the time Saturday Night Live was that was probably the biggest. You know, I don't know if it was ever been, but you know, late seventies, early eighties, it was huge, and it was all drug humor. When you think about you know Belushi, I mean Belushi died of an overdose. You know, all these guys you talk, They. there's stories that come out of, you know, the writer's room just being, you know, filled with coke and everything. It's just like it was such a fueled time back then. It's not surprising that it worked its way. You know, the drug use worked its way into script. So it's but when you're a kid, you don't really again, you don't notice all those things. A lot of those things go over your head and you watch it years later. Like you said, as you especially you guys go minute by minute on these and you're like, whoa, I, I didn't realize that at the time.
3: Yeah, as a kid, you're just thinking like, oh, it's like a beer
2: or something like that.
0: Yeah, or you just like, you know, there's special effects and lasers and it's like Star Wars and you're like, okay, this is cool.
2: It'd just be so interesting if you could go through some sort of time machine and just walk through the world that you experienced as a child, but from an adult's height. And every now and then that would happen. Um, Two quick sources. I remember every Sunday after going to Sunday school, my parents would take us to like the local pharmacy. And it was like a very old-timey. What you think of pharmacies? Not a CVS or thing. It's like the back Pharmacy,
0: like the Soda Fountain and stuff. And
2: yeah, yeah, they would have a bit of that. And I would always go back to where they had the comp books, and I would like page through the comics. And then I went back there after college. I I forget why. And I walked through, and I realized that now that I was, you know, several feet taller than I was as a child, it's like. Oh, now I see at eye level there's the condoms and the pornography in this same store, and I didn't realize that.
0: The whole different world, yeah. You were looking at the bubble gum and the comic books, and
2: it turns out it's like the you know the Trojan, the Trojans, and uh you know Jugs magazine were just like a foot <laughs> higher. Thank,
0: thank goodness you weren't a tall kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank goodness, yeah. <laughs> and I also remember my dad always had this one mug that ha- had all these bears wrestling each other. It's like, oh, there's dad's wrestling bear mug. Smash cut to him visiting college. I look at the mug. It's like, oh, my God, those bears are all having sex. <laughs> my dad's like, I wonder when you were going to pick up on that. It's like, good Lord, dad. Why were you had that mug? But you turned out all right. Eh, Yeah. You know, really into bears for some reason. But uh, <laughs> anywho. So so what is next in this minute, Eric? Well,
3: it, it actually gets worse because Dale asks the, will this make me forget? And she says, no, but it will make you not mind remembering. So it's like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I remember it. And he forced himself on me, but I don't mind.
2: This is a really terrible roofie.
3: <laughs> yeah. After the dialogue is done, there is a very lighthearted flute or fife that starts playing. So we have this whole conversation here about, here, drink this, which will allow yourself to completely submit to this disgusting man. And then, doo, 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 you know, like, oh, like, you know, like a, you know, car 54, where are you, goofiness or
2: something. <laughs> it's it. a
0: strange scene.
2: And yeah, this is his, I mean, this is his harem. I mean, how, how many women are in this harem? What, what, what do we have, 10? It looks like there's four other than Dale in this particular scene.
3: But I, there are other scenes later on where I think there's more
0: it's strange too because that makes it that makes its way into the animated series too with filmation which is all produced around the same time they were the um you know they sold the film rights to dino de Laurentiis to get cash to make the animated series filmation did and so they produced their i don't know if you know the whole backstory of it but it was like they they wanted to make the feature film they couldn't afford it they had this great story which is in the movie which is in the um, animated feature. And but they could never film it. There would be no way they could film it. It was too epic. And so they figured they'd do it as an animated series. They sold off the live action rights and then they got the cash and they were able to do this. But that part of it is in there as well. There's the whole harem thing in it. And it's it was so strange for a Saturday morning cartoon to have these things in it, you
2: know. Well our our producer our producer Jarf uh he once suggested that we do a drinking game of whenever I bring up the weird sexual politics of the filmation series, and I was like, listen, we could do that, but people would have to have an EMT. <laughs> on hand because i remember that and um the thing i brought up before is in the closing credits for that filmation series they would just show a still shot of it was like aura in her weird bikini lingerie outfit i think chained up and it looked i think it was in a stable i remember the image is pretty weird pretty distinctly because it was just a thing where i was at a weird age to be seeing that it's like i what what what's going on why well, I don't really want to see this uh, closing credits again and again and again. Yeah. And it was like, and, and you're right, it was a Saturday morning cartoon. This isn't, it wasn't South Park. No. It wasn't something that ran at one o'clock in the morning on a deep cable thing that, you know, it, it wasn't, um it, you know, it wasn't Fritz the Cat or Wizard by uh, Bosky.
0: No, but it was a feature film. Yeah, they did make it as a feature film. And so that, and then they ended up breaking it into three 30 minute parts to air as a Saturday morning cartoon. So, cause it came out originally as a feature. I think it was it air on CBS or something. Um, it's something like that. So it, it was, it was sort of, I think made with a more adult mind and view. And then it sort of became the, the Saturday morning you know, show that we that we kind of know, but that first the still you're talking about came from that feature. Yeah, um, a lot of those things did. So yeah, they were they were trying to go with an epic feature film aspect of it because that's what they intended to do with the live action thing until it became the Sam Jones Dino De Laurentiis version.
2: It's just it's just a crazy property. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it continues
2: to be. Yeah, F- Flash Gordon is is a great property in that Flash is a little bit of a blank uh, blank slate, and you can make whatever you want with him you know he, he can be the goofy charming lovable oaf that sam jones does or he can be sort of a pseudo reed richards uh, science hero where he's the smartest guy in the room and he's an adventurer uh, i'm thinking of um the excellent Tom Strong series by uh, written by Alan Moore. Yeah, so you can have that, or you there's just, or
0: it can he, he can be Han Solo.
2: He can be Han Solo. You can be Star Lord. There, he, he can really be. You can really go in so many different directions with him. Um, it's a shame. I, I know. Well, who, we had a discussion not too long ago where uh, was it? The director Matthew Vaughn was looking to possibly do a Flash Gordon reboot, but the problem is then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came out and really. Took all of his ideas for it. Yeah, he basically said that he
3: he he can't. He doesn't feel he can go forward with doing a reboot of Flash Gordon because Guardians of the
2: Galaxy. Everyone would think that he's just ripping off Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's a shame that they haven't figured out a way to reboot him since 2007, because you could do a lot. It is problematic because what do you do with Ming and? ming's tough because it's such a and we've discussed a thousand times on the show where uh he's a character that really have to do some thinking to get him to happen um similar to and you're a comic book movie guy they really had to bend themselves in half to try to figure out how to make mandarin work for the third iron man movie
0: oh yeah i mean that's the thing you've got you've got a lot of racial sensitivities you get that come into these things you know like i said this is a comic strip from the 30s so completely different you know, and we talk about Sam Jones. He was in the Spirit. Well, one of the characters in Will Eisner's original The Spirit, you know, was completely racist, wildly racist. So they, there's no way you they could bring that character, you know, in today. But you know, back in the day, back in the you know the 30s, and the, it was it was a completely different world back then. So you have to look at these things. You're trying to get the spirit of the. Do you get the spirit of the story? Do you get the spirit of the character? And then. You know, like you say, you've got it you've got to work those things around. They did that with Mandarin. they did it with so many different things, but you you got to be sensitive about those things. But too, you that sort of opens it up for writers to make it different to make it a better property, to make it more significant to the times in which we're living. Those were a product of the times back then. You've got to make it. You know, for the for the times that we have now, so that sometimes forces the writers to come up with their own ideas, which is you know a novel concept. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they'll they'll crack it. I mean, they'll they'll get Flash Gordon here at some point. I mean, like like we talked about off mic, everything's a comic book now, comic book movie or TV show. So look, that that name has recognition, that franchise has recognition. They it will happen. It's just a matter, you know, who, who's going to do it first.
2: There's certain properties that just come back and they come back and they come back. Lone Ranger. Every 10 years, there's some sort of iteration of Lone Ranger that nobody cares about, but they keep doing it. Tarzan shows up every now and then. Uh, God, King Arthur. I've lived through like 20 King Arthur movies that nobody cared (laughs) about, but damn it, they're going to keep doing it.
0: Robin Hood. That was, you know, there's always different things.
2: That's what I was about to say. Robin Hood.
0: Yeah, I mean these things. It's again, it's that name recognition. Somebody's going to get it's probably going to be Berlanti at some point. I mean Berlanti, Berlanti's cracked the code on just about everything uh, between Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, Legend. I mean he's he's figured out most of it and Black Lightning. Um, so you know somebody's somebody like that's going to figure it out and uh, it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool when they do it. I don't think we'll have the green liquid. I think I think the whole Dale as Ming's prisoner to be married to be I think that's going to go away. <laughs> it's, it's please let it go away. It's we've had enough of it.
2: No, she'll be another scientist. Um which I to, you know it, it's sort of what they tried to do with um Susan Storm in the more recent Fantastic Four movies where She wasn't just a girl looking googly-eyed at Reed. She was another scientist, and she was a competent, uh, and obviously there were problems with the Fantastic Four movies, but one of the things they did right is is she shouldn't just be fawning over Reed and wondering when he's going to take her out on a date.
0: In many ways, his superior.
2: Yeah, yeah. He he was a smart one, but she was the one who was sort of more grounded and knew how to use the smarts. Uh, which was a good way to sort of have that character differentiated. So that I can see them doing something like that with Dale, like Herbie the Pilot, or his boss in some way.
0: Yeah, no, they'll get it. We'll, we'll get there. But um, in the meantime, yeah, we've, we've got this, this crazy version to watch.
2: The soundtrack won't be as good no matter what they do. No,
0: no. I, Impossible.
2: That'd get, that'd get. <laughs> it's funny. I could see them. They do the trailer for the new Flash Gordon, you know, all the big FX and you know, coming this summer. And then at the very end, seeing, uh, I don't know. Chris Pratt walking out and somebody hits, plays, you know, flash on, on the jukebox and he just looks and smirks and walks out. So <laughs>
0: it writes itself. It does write
2: itself. Uh, I got some
3: info on uh, the harem member who is talking to Dell here. I don't think you can get more obvious. Her character's name is Hedonia, as in hedonism. This scene wasn't blatant enough. And the actress is Bobby Brown. She's got about a dozen credits in IMDB, and other than Flash Gordon, I've never heard of any of them.
2: Why are there so many girl Bobby Browns? Or just so many Bobby Browns. Well, uh, we got
3: I, Millie Bobby Brown <laughs> from Stranger Things. We got Bobby Brown the singer. Who who what other Bobby Browns do we have?
2: There was well, Apparently a, she's in Flash Gordon. Yeah. The one <laughs> Flash Gordon. There was also like a a a model who was sort of a I think she dated Tommy Lee after he broke up with uh, Pamela Anderson and she was very Pamela Anderson looking that that sort of blonde bombshell knockout uh, glamour model uh and i want to say there was also a singer uh, like a female singer bobby brown there's been just just feels like there's been a few too many bobby browns
3: i know there was a, a, a bobby brown who was an outfielder in the 70s and 80s also
0: well and bobby brown's daughter is bobby brown
2: right right oh right yeah bobby
0: christina brown so
2: okay yeah bobby brown b-o-b-b-i-e is american actress model Uh, She appeared in the video for the Warren song Cherry Pie.
3: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Brad, lay that song in right now into the
2: episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God, that's going to be the song that plays at the end of this episode.
3: (laughs) Uh, Apparently there's a Bobby Brown that runs uh, a, a makeup company well so that you're, you're onto something
2: ah, there's too many jesse james and there's too many bobby brown stop it america <laughs> bobby brown was hedonia all right yeah these aren't those, these don't even it count is,
3: as I, the jokes i mean i you know you don't even have to comment on it it's just you know it's its own joke you know her name's hedonia
2: <laughs> it's just another thing uh, we've said this before sometimes this movie doesn't even bother making them double on they're just on
0: <laughs> no there's no subtlety involved in this in this movie whatsoever
3: i got two uh, of our ongoing arcs that uh, we've been keeping track of. We've got Howard Blake Music Cue number 15. We've got some light synth that kind of sounds like a harp uh, running through the, the harem scene here that then has a jarring cut to that fife I mentioned before. And I'm going to call Lazy Script writing number five here, Brad, for them saying that the roofie drink has no name. I mean, come on. Just, you know, make up a nonsense word. That just seems lazy. To
2: me. It's another case, and Joe, we've talked about this before, where there just seems to be times where it looks like they just put placeholders in the script and forgot to go back to it.
0: Forgot to go back to it, yeah. I was going to say, they named just about everything else. Yeah, <laughs> like something mean, just, you
2: know, here, a critical here's plot this thing of, you know, flimpla. I mean,
3: it, it's just whatever. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Who knows? It doesn't make a difference, you It know? could have
2: made it up on the spot, yeah. yeah. Well, also the laziness of, well, Aura has a Pleasure Moon, and then 25 seconds later it's like, and this is from the Pleasure Galaxy, he's like, hey, you know what? Somebody get break out of the thesaurus. <laughs> this is, yes, this is a crazy minute, but but it but 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 it's damn fun. It's damn fun. And Joe, it's been so much fun having you with us.
0: Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, this is uh, like I said, always always up for some good Flash Gordon talk.
2: We're g- we're gonna talk a little bit more about your excellent podcast, uh, Comic Book Central. But uh, give our listeners, wh- wh- where can they uh, go to find out more about your show?
0: Uh, there's a couple places. You can uh, go to comicbookcentral.net. That's the online hub. Uh, we're also on Blog Talk Radio, so it's blogtalkradio.com slash comicbookcentral. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, out there as well. You can find links uh, at comicbookcentral.net, so out there. Uh, yeah, over uh, over 250 celebrity guests, including our man Flash, several times. Uh, he's been on the show. Um, so had had a few a few nice chats with uh, Sam Jones. Once, one is he was crossing the Mexican border. Which was, uh, which was quite interesting. <laughs> he,
2: was, he was on assignment. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to have a talk because uh, just looking at your page, um, you've had some amazing guests in just recent episodes. You had Reed Diamond, uh, from, uh, who's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, was excellent in the show Dollhouse, uh, and also was uh, heavily featured in the show Homicide, um, which was an excellent show from the 90s. That was uh, filmed in Baltimore, uh, and they filmed that show around the time I lived near Baltimore. So uh, it'd be crazy because I would see an episode, and there's Reed Diamond playing at the the horse – or drinking at the horse you rode in on saloon. And then two days later, I'd be at the horse you rode in on saloon, which looked completely different in real life than it did in the show.
0: Uh, He's fun, and he's a total fanboy. He's a total – we talked about him selling his comic book collection, this incredible comic book collection he has, and – he was doing some deep dives into some characters, and it's uh, yeah, he was fun. He, he's he's he was a fun interview.
2: You just some really great guests, uh, Rick uh, Kuznet, uh Rick Kuznet, who just uh, been a bad guy on the Flash. Gosh, it's it's really impressive. So uh, we, yeah, we recommend everyone check it out.
0: Yeah, thanks. Celebrating Superman all year long too. I mean, we're there's so many Superman anniversaries this year uh, with Superman's 80th, uh, Superman the movies 40th. So we've got some more. I've got. Uh, Again, depending on when this airs, got some more Superman the Movie guests. Uh, those have been out there. We're going to be doing that all year long. I'm to, I've got some Superman specials. I'm in Cleveland. That was pretty fun. We're going to be doing Superman Celebration in Metropolis, Illinois this year. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Richard Donner's been on the show, so we talked to him. Mark Hamill, Shatner. I mean, yeah, there's. It's been fun. So, yeah,
2: come, come hang out anytime you can. Always appreciate it. Eric, where can people go to find out more about Flash Gordon Minute?
3: Chat with us on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute listeners' vortex. You can go to chat with us on Twitter, which is Flash Gordon Pod, or you can send us an email at Flash Gordon Minute at gmail.com.
2: Uh, we ask uh, when you have chance, you know, hop onto iTunes and give us a rating review. The more rating reviews you get, the more uh, visibility we have, and uh, you know we appreciate it. Um, you know this Eric has been a great. Uh, it's been a great episode, a great guest, and I'm looking forward to two more nights talking to him. But Everything isn't all hunky-dory. Oh, no, 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 no good David Bowie albums? No? All right, go ahead. No, I, uh, and this is a little embarrassing to say in front of our guests, but uh, as we're recording this, this is the day before Avengers Infinity War c- comes out, and I don't know when I'm going to see the movie. It's, that's my thing.
3: All right, well, that's unacceptable. Okay, I'm going tomorrow morning. So whether your soul or your time or your power or your reality or your oh, what are the other two? (laughs) Oh, I was doing so well. Or whatever the other two are, uh, that uh, if if they all fail, you don't worry. Flash will save every one of us.
0: Attention listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at FlashGordonPod and join the conversation on Facebook. In the Flash Gordon Minute Listeners Vortex. Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of
2: Flash Gordon Minute.
1: Such a sweet surprise Tastes so good Make a grown man cry Sweet